Welcome to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings, where we walk with you on your journey to wholeness. Our host is Dr. Jeannie Burnett, licensed clinical psychologist and certified eating disorder therapist. Join her and her host, Carlos Houston, as they discuss the relationship between your food, your faith, and your feelings. What's good, everybody? How are you doing? Hello. Dr. Burnett, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you, sir? I am great, man. It is a beautiful day Actually, here I'm going to take the away a. the fine because we know what that stands for. I am doing fantabulous because we are headed Come on now. to the beach. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, it's, I'm going for work. Yeah, I, 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 I am, too. <laughs> we just be- happen to work at the same industry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for work. So I will be walking on the beach. With the wind in my hair. <laughs> in your beard. <laughs> oh, Lord. But it all for fun. We're going actually to the SEED Conference, everybody. That is the Southeastern Eating Disorder Conference. Um, it's held annually, and it is a great opportunity for therapists and providers and uh, to be enriched and inspired and encouraged. Learn. On, right. Uh, different uh, therapeutic approaches and understanding eating disorders. And it's one of the only specific eating disorder conferences in the southeast is is it the only i think so yeah so anyway that's where we're going it was started about eight years ago i was there at the first one really mana was there Mm -hmm. cool cool super cool before we get started today's show we've got a lot of great information we want to get to you I, i hope everyone saw the or heard saw or heard we are facebook live um, but I hope everyone saw or heard the last show, uh, last two shows, which were on adolescence, bullying, uh, recognizing signs, uh, understanding different aspects of bullying, whether your child is being bullied or possibly is the bully. Today, we're going to kind of keep that going in, in another aspect of it. But before we get started, I want to introduce this beautiful young lady sitting beside me right now. I don't know who your parents are, but they did a good job. Oh, my goodness. I, let's, let's just, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But this is my lovely daughter, Kizaya, my oldest. Hey, Kizaya. Hi. How you doing? She's I'm so good. cute. You? Thank you. She's just so cute. You guys that can see her, she's just so cute. I think she takes after her mama. She absolutely does. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> You I don't see to, you, Mom. No <laughs> at all. We love you. <laughs> okay, so today's show, um, as I said, we talked about bullying on the last two previous shows. And today we're going to talk about some of the things that may be leading to the bullying or being bullied or even maybe secondary to bullying, which is uh, depression. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, adolescent depression today. And, and then on next Sunday, we'll be talking about adolescent anxiety. Uh, and and the, that anxious feeling that so both of those kind of go hand in hand, wouldn't you say? Sometimes, uh, very much so. They right. actually biochemically, depression and anxiety look exactly the same. Which is why if you are on a medication, um, sometimes people will be taking an an antidepressant medication for anxiety, or an anti-anxiety for depression. So. There's um, biochemically, they just look the same and they need dopamine and serotonin. And so it really don't worry about what the the medication is called if you're taking medicine, um, because if it works, it works. Right. Right. That's (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Right. And I I think it's 
just a little spin because I hear people always talk about medicine and I've also talked with individuals about different medications, psychotropic medications that never look for the medication to be a fix all. Right. Oh, and no, I've, no, I've, never. I've talked to parents who really believe that I, I don't understand. She's taking the medication. Wasn't that supposed to fix it? Like there's no Mm-mm. psychotherapy going along with the medication. So in fact, a, I would say a good psychiatrist will always make sure or require, suggest, whatever, that you're in therapy if you're on right. medication. But that's right. not why we really want to talk. Let's right, talk right, about right, kids right. that get depressed. Right. And what does that look like? What is, you know what? Kizaya, uh-huh. she's 20 years old. She ain't no kid no more. No, she is not. You know what? We, on the way up here, we were talking about adolescents, and she asked, am I still an adolescent? And uh, I think adolescents, uh, what, 10 to 19 is what we were saying? 13 to 19. 13 to 19. I guess that's a teenager. Right, right. And being that she is 20. <laughs> I can speak from experience. Right? Right, Daddy. She can almost drink alcohol. I don't think that's what this this uh, show is about. So let's kind of uh, stay with on topic. So Kizaya. Legally, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I got to ring you back in. Stay on topic. So. I got to slow you down. You got to rein me I, in. Exactly. <laughs> Kizaya, adolescent depression. What uh, Now that you are on the outside looking in, what are your thoughts about that? Is, is that being in a school setting, high school, uh, even college? Uh, what does that look like uh, from your perspective? Um, well, for one, I think it's very common. Um to, you know, feel that way, to experience, to see, definitely to see. Um, because during those years, there's so much going on, like so much changing to adjust to in like a very small amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from going to high school to college, you have, what, two months to adjust, to change. <laughs> and you don't know what you're changing for. You don't know. All you have is everybody else's advice. And you're just like, okay. Thanks for the advice. Now, what fits me? Because everybody's going to tell you something a little different. Um, so I think it's it's very common, very, um, you know, it, it's a it's something that everybody should be aware of, I definitely feel like. Yeah, okay. I think, well, I think something that's really important to think about is that depression is different than sadness, right? Very good. So sad is this. Uh, reaction to a situation that is temporary. So, you know, I get a, I get a D on, on a grade, you know, as a grade. And so that you studied hard for, you, oh, you, you put yeah. the time, the effort in and you still got a D. Right. That's sad. So if you're sad and you healthy people cry and that's one of the things I always say, you know, really what adults need to do in terms of dealing with their emotions is go back to the way you were when you were three. You fall down, you cry. Once you cry and you're feeling better and somebody like tickles you, then you're happy and you can move on. And that emotion is gone. I'm going to say exactly what you said and just flip it. You said healthy people cry. Uh-huh. Crying is healthy. That's, that's saying Ooh, that's the exact deep. same thing just to make sure that it's understood that crying is because I know so many people, especially men, and we, we oh, teach I our know. young men that they shouldn't cry. We teach our young boys. We teach our... That's just stupid. That we should not cry. Be a man. Toughen up. Crying is healthy. But, so Absolutely. Ahead. Absolutely. So, but I was, as I was uh, talking about sad versus depression. So sad is I didn't do well on that test. 
I'm going to cry because I'm disappointed. Um, depressed is because I made a D and I studied so hard. I'm a loser. I'm worthless. I can't do it. I can't do anything right. I'm stupid. I'm always messing up. And so what that does is if you believe something that is that deep and dangerous. It's the core of who you are. And wrong. It's just flat out wrong. God would never say that about you. And so for you to believe something that's a lie, for your child to believe something that's a lie, is putting in these these negative things. And, right. and it's, it's just a negative feedback loop. It's a, I think... I, what I think, I feel, I act out, and then it impacts my relationships, which impacts how I think. And so... It's an ongoing cycle. Right. So that's, that's to me, like, I, I really don't like the, the, the term depression because I think people use it so fluidly. Right. But really, depression is a series of uh, thoughts, feelings, actions. Right. When you think about it, Kizai, you said that you get advice from so many different people, like when you're going to school. And when people talk to you, people, even when they're encouraging you, that's words you hear on occasionally from time to time. But when you have that internal voice consistently, continuously telling you that you're worthless, if a person tells you you're worthless, you hear it and it may hurt, but you walk away. When you're telling yourself that you're worthless, when you have that that ongoing, that's a 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It has a very big impact on how you feel and how you interact with other people. Well, and one of the things that uh, we said in an earlier show is that your brain does not distinguish where the message comes from. It just responds. Right. So if somebody were to say to you, you're worthless, how would you feel towards that person? Well, if you're saying that towards yourself and if your children. So here's where parents can have um, some power. So if you think, if you believe, if you say those kinds of words out loud or to yourself, then your children are going to think that because they're a part of you, that that's who they are too. Right. Well, my mama's a loser because she says she's a loser, so then I must be a loser too. Right. And it's hard to tell them that they are not if they hear you telling yourself that you are, and even worse, even much more traumatic is when parents tell their children. When you have parents yeah. who tell their children that they're worthless. When you have parents, and sometimes it's out of emotions, out of feelings, but that's something we definitely want to address. Let's go ahead and go into our, our break. Um, yeah, what I was going to say is what I'd like to, when we come back, is hear a little more from Kaziah about things that she sees in peers, like that might be depressive looking. Um Right after we hear from our sponsors, and we are so thankful for our sponsors. We really appreciate you. We love you. See you on the other side. So could your nonprofit use $10,000 per month in free Google advertising? Since 2003, Google has donated free advertising to over 20,000 nonprofits in over 50 countries throughout the world. They've helped them raise millions of dollars in cash donations, recruiting and volunteer work, and in raising awareness for their causes. Visit epicgrowth.com, that's E-P-I-C-growth.com, to see if your nonprofit organization is eligible for this $10,000 in free advertising today. Hard exercise works. They believe in really hard exercise, in the relentless pursuit of excellence. Results are earned, not given. 
group training can be personal and fun. I personally love hard exercise works. It has helped me to get back into shape. I don't focus on my food. I focus on the workout and I feel stronger and I feel healthier and happier. And that's what it's about. Hard exercise works in Johns Creek. Are you looking to buy, sell, or invest in a home? Call my friend of 10 years, Francina Maloney. She can help you with all of your real estate needs. Her goal is to have you as a client for life. She will listen to you and find exactly what you are looking for. And as always, 10% of her gross commission goes to the MANA Fund. Thank you so much, Francina. You can call Francina at 770-861-3821. That's 770-861-3821. And welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so excited to continue to speak with Mr. Carlos and his beautiful oldest daughter, Keziah. Hello. And we've been talking about uh, children, child and adolescent depression. Keziah, tell us, you have, you, you're 20 now, and so you've lived through your childhood and adolescence, and you're much closer to it than either your father or myself. So please tell us, um, have you, how did you know when any of your friends were depressed? Um, depression definitely has different signs and sadness. Like we talked about, you know, there's a big difference. Um, when it came down to depression, it, 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 honestly, it was usually around like stressful times of the year. Um, I'm going to speak during college cause that's the most recent, um, during times like midterms, mm. that's midterms and final exams. That's definitely when you saw it. Um, people would be so, so stressed that I feel like when you're carrying the weight of what you should have done all year long Mm. to, okay, I got to do this right now. That's, it it was a depressing moment. Um, I definitely had one friend who definitely went through depression. Um, We, me and the rest of everybody else she associated with, uh, didn't see her as much, if ever, really, Mm. unless she was going to class. Um, She didn't. So there's isolation. Right. That is a key piece of depression. Exactly. She didn't. She wasn't social. Um, Even when we did see her, she never had much to say. Quiet. Um, And and just her whole personality. It wasn't her anymore. Um, It was a completely different person because Mm. on a normal day, she was definitely more outspoken, more turned up. (laughs) Um, Turned up. Yes. I don't know that term, but I like it. And he's like hype, like, like right? I woo. get it, I get it, but I never heard that. You should use it. Turned up, boom. No, it, it, the thing is, Jeannie <laughs> is so turned, and so I'm. I'm yeah, you I'm should really, know that. I'm gonna so use that this yeah, weekend. You know, like I'm turned yeah. up at I'm the beach. Up. <laughs> Look out! Right. So, um, so she just, was turned down. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> turned way down. Way down. <laughs> exactly. Volume at zero. Exactly. And so you know that was those were some signs that um. You know, made me realize that that's what she was going through at the time. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, you've just hit on a lot of the qualities of depression, which is socially isolated, withdrawn, quiet. There is more of a, there's a heaviness in someone's spirit, like just in, in it's like they're, they are carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. And unfortunately, when kids uh, sometimes get depressed, they they may not they you know they a lot of times children younger than adolescents 
they don't have the words to put with their feelings. They can't say, I feel like I'm a loser or I believe this about myself. What they do is they act it out. And so they may become more aggressive. They may, um, sometimes kids will act out and be angry and aggressive and, you know, just aggressive towards everybody verbally and physically and all that. Or they may turn things in on themselves. And then they get, that's when kids start getting uh, suicidal. Right. Cutting starts to come into play. Um, suicidal ideations. Uh, and to, just to relate this to what we've talked about the last two weeks, the bullying. Mm. We, we talked about hurt people hurt people. Right. Um, that depression could be the underlying issue, but because they don't know how to articulate, I am depressed, they acted, act the, the, those feelings and emotions out. Right, right. And so, you know, what I would say, um, especially to parents and teachers and adults that are around kids that are depressed, um, one of the things that these kids, like kids get tired of parents and their um, diatribes. (laughs) They don't like to be talked at. They would rather feel safe in talking to you. And so... What I tell what I tell my parents typically is you have a maximum of three sentences to get out what you need to say and then shut up. And if you want to ask a question, ask it. And if you have to put your hand over your mouth to shut yourself because you're used to asking four or five, ten questions because you're angry. Which adds to the anxiety, oh, adds gosh. to the depression. Absolutely. So ask a question. Shut up. And just let them let them think about it. It takes us about 15 to 20 seconds once we've been asked a question to actually formulate an answer. One of the things that I, I had to learn, um, and it, I, I am still as learning. As a kid or a parent? No, as a parent. Uh, I had to learn, and I am still learning, is how to listen without thinking I know what's being said. Because as parents, oftentimes we see our children going through things that we've experienced or we, we've had some form of, of experience you mean with. You're, you say, you're saying you don't know it all? Not, not just not knowing it all. Even if you do know, even if you know exactly what they're going through, you still have to give them the ability to express it. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is you're demeaning their experience because you've already had it. So you have to give them the ability to have the experience also. Allow them to go through the emotion. That That's part of their growth, just like you experienced it and grew. Be there for them to support them as they experience it and grow. Yeah, I think, I'm sorry. Oh, what I was going to, uh, this will be quick. So all I was going to say is one of the most powerful things that I see in my therapeutic office when I'm doing therapy is validating I validate clients. I validate their experience. Right. And even, you know, and then when I when I do that, it, it develops trust. Right. And then when I say, mm, that's an incorrect, that's 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 an incorrect belief. Like that's going to hurt you. Then they will believe then then that gives me a lot of credibility. Right. I want parents to have as much credibility, if not more than I do. So validate your kids, like understand their experience, ask questions, validate and then if they need to be corrected, then correct them. Yeah, yes, ma'am. I, go ahead. I was going to piggyback off of both of y'all. Um, I will say because I'm a type of person a lot of people come to, to um, for advice. And so insightful. Yes. 
And um, she's such I, a natural on here. Thank you. Oh man, I love this. <laughs> um, you know when you're giving advice, I just got fired. <laughs> yeah, I, you did. I, I, I you messed up. I think I just you, you brought your replacement in. Why would what? you do that? Oh my god, Carlos, you can't show up. Okay, what's Kaziah doing? Right, <laughs> turn me up. Did there you, we go. Did you hear that? You used it. I know. New vocabulary. Uh, word for the day: turned up. Turned up. Yes, means excited, <laughs> hyper. <laughs> go um, ahead, keep going. Uh, oh, when it comes to you know advice and questions and um, approaching someone you might feel is you know depressed or whatnot, um, I feel like it's important to make the conversation personal. Don't make it sound like you're reading from a script. Oh, it's gonna be okay. Oh, I understand. Oh, you know it, it doesn't help. Right? It, it doesn't <laughs> help. It doesn't help at all. Um, you know, I've been there. I have people who have friends who have been there, and I know that when someone's speaking to me, I want to know that. Even if you don't understand, because there's no way that some people understand every single thing I'm going through, but um, just make it known that you're listening, that you're trying to understand, that you're trying to hear me out, that um, because not everything's just going to be okay. Like it takes steps for some things to be fixed and, you know, be realistic when you're giving advice and more genuine than um, reading from a script. Very good. Wow. I agree 100%. Wow. <laughs> I think I think Carlos just got fired. That girl good. Oh, yeah. She's you know so what? good. <laughs> you know what? See, the thing is, this is Carlos 1.0. This is Carlos 2.0. This is the upgrade. I don't mind. It's the I upgrade. I knew. I knew. <laughs> I okay. knew it. I knew it. He is a wise man, I will say. And Definitely. he's been a very good father, hasn't he? I, I, I definitely take from him a lot. I know. I, I know. think He's so, a good guy. That's why I like him. Something great that uh, both of you just said uh, in different ways is about the validation. Yes. And, and that's one of the things that we talk about a lot. And, I, and I, I'm not sure if everybody understands that term, validate, and, and what it means to invalidate mm. someone. And, and I think what I was talking about, the experience, allow them to express the experience that they're having. Whether you have had it or not, you may already know the outcome. Okay, it was her first boyfriend at 14 years old, and he dumped her, and now she's hurt. You know that she's going to be over this in, in no time. You know, but allow her. Maybe in 30 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> but allow her to, to experience that. That That's validating when you allow her to experience it, and you don't tell her, oh, get over it. No. Right. Well, I, and I'll just, I'll give, like, such a recent experience. I was just talking with someone here at the station in the hall who's having to deal with um, a family member that's been difficult and he was just expressing himself and I mean angry and just lots of passion and frustration behind it and when he was finished I said do you feel better and he said actually yeah I do so there's so much power right. in just being heard and being able to express it and so right. what I suggest for people is that if there's not someone that you trust, then um, write. Writing is so powerful because one of the things that happens is we have all these thoughts and they roll around in our head and they roll and roll and roll and, roll and there's, if there's nowhere to put them, then they stay stuck there. So if you put them in a space, whether that is on a voicemail or on a piece of paper or on a blog or in a song or as a um, drawing or whatever your express, expression is, just that's validating yourself. You are saying this is true. This is where I am. And 
like this is this is this is who I am right now in this moment, and it doesn't have to be that forever. Right. Very good. Oh, thanks. Very, so very good. here we go. I'm going to allow Keziah to read Deuteronomy <laughs> thirty-one eight, and then I'll close this out. All right. Um, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead, go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. God rocks. That's it. That's all we need. He is our ultimate validation. That is validation. That's very comforting. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.